Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, two American tourists fall asleep drunk on the Eiffel Tower, and Vegas strip hotels are apparently having an ongoing war with bedbugs. Those stories headline the news. And at 3.20 in our Smarter Traveler segment, Mark has an AirTag apology. We have an update on skip lagging, the concept of buying an airline ticket and not using all of it. At 3.35, Charlie Leoka from Travelers United joins us to update the situation with the resort and other obnoxious fees travelers pay. Are we any closer to winning the battle? 3.45, we do a little munching around town as we meet Heather Fortes of Sack Bites. She's a local foodie tour expert. Yummies, yumminess is definitely on the menu today, not to mention that pesky tropical storm. Welcome to the Travel Guys. On the road again, I've been everywhere, man. Welcome, welcome, my friends, to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, your hosts, and uh, don't forget now, uh, links to our special guests and more always at uh, TravelGuysRadio.com. Good to see you, Mark. Thank you, sir. Kind of an an interesting uh, Sunday we have here today. Instead of being hot and sweaty, it's kind of humid and uh, a lot cooler, and I guess... uh, what we're looking at is a little bit of the remnants and some of the some of Hillary. Yeah, yeah. I had a group scheduled to go to Southern California this weekend to see a thing called the Pageant of the Masters in uh, Laguna Beach, and that was canceled last night and tonight. Um, for folks who are curious, Southwest Airlines they have most of the ser- service to Southern California, including fourteen or fifteen flights a day to San Diego, depending on what day of the week it is. All of those were taken off the schedule for today. Um, they flew a couple flights to Burbank and to, to Long Beach and Orange County this morning, but most of most of the flights are off the board for this afternoon. So if you're planning, if you are scheduled to go to Southern California, I think you're going to be okay for tomorrow, but you'll want to keep an eye on those things. Of course, um, Delta, American, and United all serve Los Angeles from here intermittently. So if you're traveling to the southern part or if you're traveling to Phoenix, I would uh, definitely definitely check first. Also, Las Vegas, a lot of the flights for Vegas today are off the board. Like I said, a few operated early this morning uh, and, and reasonably well. Most of the flights that operated this morning got in on time. But if you want to go down there uh, now, you're going to have to wait until tomorrow and make sure that you're uh, – uh, that you check with your airline first. San Diego, 40% of their schedule was off the board. This was as of 7 a.m. this morning. Uh, Orange County, a a fifth of their schedule was canceled, a third at Burbank in Ontario, 40% at Long Beach and Palm Springs. So just make sure before you go out that you know it's kind of what we are always preaching here is do your homework before you go to the airport. And in some cases now that's as simple as having the app for the airline on your phone and the weather app on your phone and making a couple of quick checks before you head out. And also, if you're traveling uh, Highway 50, why then you want to make sure that the traffic is flowing on the highway before you head out there. Also, Tom, I noticed 
uh, was out at the airport this week, and they appear to be putting in an extra lane now, uh, an exit lane off of the freeway that will run all the way from the Metro Air Parkway all the way to the airport, it looks like, um, that they're expanding that and maybe changing it from giving you a little extra space to get on the freeway, a little extra space to get off. That's become kind of a hazardous situation out there because folks are coming down uh, I-5 at 65 miles an hour, 70, 75 miles an hour, and here come these people um, entering onto the the airport. And there's there's only two lanes there, so it's hard for people, trucks and the like, to get out of the way. But it looks like they are doing some expansion out there, so that'll be good news for those of us who go out to the airport regularly. There you go. And I haven't had a chance to uh, to see it, but I know they were working on uh, a couple of roundabouts uh, uh, at the airport as well, and, and the work on those should be getting close. Yep, all done. So, all done. Yeah, and we, uh, speaking of which, uh, we have been in touch with uh, the marketing company with, uh, with the Sacramento International Airport, and uh, we're going to be uh, lining up uh, a special guest or two to uh, talk about all the new things that are going on out there. So uh, keep track of it here on the Travel Guys, which, by the way, now uh, we're only a couple of weeks away. Uh, Travel Guys will be moving from our regular time at 3 p.m. on Sundays to 11 a.m. on Saturday. And uh, we hope that that is a, a convenient time for you. We'll continue to remind you. Uh, we'll have it on uh, TravelGuysRadio.com, and we'll uh, run some promos and kind of keep you posted. So anyway, that'll start up on um, September 2nd, 11 a.m. Two All weeks right. from today. There you go. And uh, at the top of every Travel Guys radio program, we bring you up to date on the travel news. And with it, here's Mark. So the Eiffel Tower was in the news a couple of times this week. Um, on Monday, a couple of American tourists. Tom, I'm not super familiar with the Eiffel Tower. I've been there once. But there are several different levels. And so apparently these guys got up uh, between the second and third level. They were drunk, passed out, um, were found by security people who then had to get them out of the, of the tower. Um, earlier in the, in the – or later in the week, on Thursday – a guy jumped off the Eiffel Tower with a parachute onto oh, the top man. of a nearby sports arena. So, oh. uh, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, idiot tourists are continuing to make their <laughs> their name in various different places. You know what? Here's the way to do this. Um, the way to do this is to, when these people do these crazy things, is to just nail them. I mean, is just... Throw the book at them law-wise. Um, put them in jail for 30 days. If you put these people in jail in a foreign country for 30 days, for seven days, for 24 hours, for God's sake, and you publicized it, uh, probably this problem would, would start to go away a little bit because if folks knew that there were some fairly immediate repercussions and people didn't just say, you know, please don't do that again and let you go on about your way. When you're defacing uh, a piece of world heritage, why then, you know, maybe there ought to be something something that would make you, and not necessarily you, because you probably won't do it again because you've been caught, but maybe the other people who are reading your TikTok uh, post mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. saying, wow, uh, that didn't go, that didn't end real well for him. I might want to look for something a little, cra- little, little less crazy. Well, I'm surprised that uh, they were able to actually get up to the top of the Eiffel Tower with, I'm assuming... He had uh, something that may have looked like a backpack that had the parachute in it. 
you know, yeah, there, how, did there, that, how did that even happen? There actually is a lot more to this story. It, it says uh, this is the latest in a string of recent security breaches that has taken place at the French capital's top tourist attraction, of course, the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Um, so while making their pre-opening rounds on Monday morning, security staff discovered a pair of drunken American tourists who had spent the previous night in the tower. So, uh, yeah, I guess they're just being creative. Speaking of creative, um, bedbugs at several top Las Vegas strip hotels. Um, this is a story that apparently has been going on for quite a while and just hasn't become public until now. Now, I, one thing, in all honesty, we need to tell people is that bedbugs in hotels is not – that's not a completely uh, – it happens. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you you can't control what people bring in with them. And when you're having different people every night, why then some people are going to bring um, nasty little critters with them and other sorts of stuff. And once you get them, they're very hard to get rid of. Bed bugs can hide – bed bugs can hide on the top of a screw. So um, they're little tiny things, and basically they, they – suck the blood out of their victims and the only way you can tell if they've been there is they will leave little blood spots on the sheets so that will tell you i mean if you get you've had bed bugs in bed with you you'll know because you'll have these little little blood spots and you'll be like well what the heck happened did i cut myself or something well no you probably didn't they're bed bugs anyway a lot of the big name hotels on the strip i'm not going to name them here um but there are a lot of them uh, and it, it again, it's it's something that is really hard. The first report was in January of 2022. So it's uh, if you ever check into a hotel and you find those, first of all, you shouldn't find those telltale spots on the sheets because the sheets hypothetically were changed since the last guests left. That would yes, be even hypothetically. more. Yeah, that would be even more disconcerting. But anyways, if you come back to your room one day and you find those types of spots on the sheets, then you definitely want to let the hotel know because it's entirely possible that maybe some little creepy crawler critters are there and you don't want them to get into your luggage because then you would take them home with you. Yeah, there are, there are, and we've talked a lot about it on the show over the years, there are a lot of precautions that you can take when you, uh, when you go to hotels and so forth, uh, like don't put your luggage uh, on the furniture or on the floor. Uh, the luggage racks, if they're made of metal mostly, uh, I always have a tendency to find whatever tabletop, oftentimes hard surfaces, and whatever's there goes away, and my luggage uh, gets put up on a on a table. I have a uh, couple of placards that I carry with me that just say "No bed bugs in su- in my suitcases," <laughs> and I set those in places where the bed bugs might see them, and so far that's worked really well for me. So I don't know how that's yeah, for the rest no. of you. And th- those are available right now at TravelGuysRadio.com. It's four for ten dollars. Four for ten dollars. <laughs> well, anyway, it, yes, that's we're moving. We were moving forward on ourselves there. Hey, listen, um, Southwest Airlines. We talked last week about how they were changing their boarding system a little bit. That those up, those those buy up early boarding, uh, skip the line passes weren't going to be available on all flights because they want you to buy the business fares because mm-hmm. the difference in those fares is greater than the cheap fare and the the line cut. So here comes another effort by Southwest to, to move you in that direction. Um, what they, they charge 10 or 12 bucks for Wi-Fi on the plane. If you buy a business select fare now, the Wi-Fi will be free. Also, Southwest announced uh, something that's positive for anybody who flies on any fare on the plane, 
on a Southwest plane, and that is now uh, standby will be free uh, for the same day on all fares. So previously, if you'd bought their cheapest fare, standby would have cost you. You'd had to pay the difference in fares. But now if you go out and you're on the 4 o'clock flight to San Diego and you get there early and there are seats on the 3 o'clock flight, then they'll put you on that flight and you won't have to pay any more for it. So that's considering southwest frequency between some cities and Sacramento is a real benefit. Um, so that that's that that makes a lot of sense. Not every airline does things that make sense. Um, quickly to the fires on Maui. Um, for those of you who are looking for something to contribute to, MauiStrong.org um, is a good is a good place. It is a local um, charity there on the islands. They do a lot of good work and they're involved in a lot of things right now. So it's MauiStrong.org. You can look them up online. But when I went to look them up just before the program. They were having some Internet issues, so it's possible that that they may be part of what is still getting fixed over there. Um, Not every fire is out over there on Maui. They're still digging out bodies, of course. I'm sure you're hearing those news stories every day. Um, And what are really interesting are some of the stories of of people who made it out, um, who got into the water and and were able to make it out. I found out this week that uh, Tom, that a gentleman that I do business with at a hotel on Maui, lost his home. Um, his brother died trying to save his own home, um, got trapped by the flames and, and couldn't get out. So um, it, it, it caused a moment of reflection here. When you, when you talk to somebody that you know and right. it hit that close to home, why then it's like, wow. Um, so just trying to send a little aloha over to the folks over there on the islands. Again, if you're thinking about going to the islands, just forget about Maui for a couple of months. Give those folks some time to dig out over there let the people who are helping them dig out stay in the hotels that are open and uh you don't need to go over there and try to create a vacation where there isn't one if you really want to go to hawaii um there are other islands that are willing to accept you this is kind of fun i don't know if this is really a travel story or not but i was just up on puget sound recently and so and i like cats so you should know, if you are traveling to Bremerton on Puget Sound, that the first cat cafe has opened up there, Ziggy's Cat Lounge. You can ta- if, your cat is, if your cat is with you, you can take your cat in and to Ziggy's, and there's all kinds of wonderful cat toys and things for them to play with. And word has it from Ziggy's owners here that some cats come in there and within a matter of a few days undergo a remarkable personality change, become a lot more friendly to people and other cats. Anyway, this is in Bremerton uh, on Puget Sound, if you were headed up that way. Apparently, there are other cat cafes in Washington, and there's also one in the San Diego area. Soon, cats and dogs will have their their own places to hang out while their owners are out doing whatever it is they do when they're travel. Ziggy's Cat Cafe in Bremerton. And that is your travel news for today. And remember, folks, you heard it here uh, only on the Travel Guys. Okay, Mark, go ahead and uh, let's hear let's 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 hear the air tag apology. Oh, so last week I got on the radio. And told folks that, you know, and my never-ending effort to get folks to consider air tags to put in their suitcases and stuff. So that if you lose your suitcase, the airline loses your bag, that you'll be able to tell them where it is. And in many cases, we're finding that this is 
people are, are literally telling the airlines where to find their suitcase, and that's helping them. So I suggested last week that it was time for you to get some air tags and put a link up on our website. And uh, some very uh, good people out there who were listening who thought that, gee, if Mark says you can get four air tags for 10 bucks, that's a really good deal. So they went to the website and quickly found out that what I had done was, what I had found was holders for air tags, four of them for 10 bucks. Not the air tags themselves. The air tags themselves, Tom, um, Apple air tags are $28 through Amazon, and you can get a four pack and uh, save about 20% or so. But uh, still, they are considerably more expensive than 250 apiece. Um, as some people found out quickly, like I said, when they thought they were going to save a whole lot of money. And, boy, these travel guys really know what they're talking about, except not so much. So thank you to the people who quickly took the time to send me a note after the program last week and tell me that um, I had blown it in a big way. So I put the, the right link on this week, but... Um, indeed, you cannot get four Apple AirTags for $10. You can't even get one for $10. So uh, my effort to make you a smarter traveler um, did not make you a, a richer traveler in any way, shape, or form. I didn't have an inside that would save you, what, 85 90% on the cost of AirTags. So my apologies for that. Yes, but you did uh, point people in the right direction where they could get four cases for their air tag well yeah but i mean instead of being out 10 bucks if you bought the cases you were going to by the time you had the four air tags you're going to be out 100 bucks of course that doesn't change the fact that even if with the one of them at 28 dollars, i still think it's a good deal um if you especially if you carry anything it, listen if you bought a 39 dollars suitcase at walmart and all you carry is dirty clothes in it why then not so much with the air tag but if you have anything of any value, and you tend to go on longer trips where losing a suitcase. Listen, there are, are more and more stories of people who the airline says, gosh, your bag is not here. We have no idea where it is and when it will be here. And within a few hours, the person says, yeah, my bag is in the airport. It's over four carousels over, um, or it's at a different baggage office, or it's sitting on the tarmac because the, the, the air tag is pinging them and telling them that that's where it is. So in my case, 10 years ago, I had a United employee who apparently took an, I, an old iPad, old now, that I had left on a United flight, taken it off the flight, and taken it to their home. Um, my guess is that that's sort of kind of stealing. I can't prove that. But when I told United where it was and everything, within 24 hours, they had my, my uh, iPad back at United in Chicago and were prepared to get it back to me. So um, that was a story from long ago, but I, I would still say I would still stand behind the air tags. I just, uh, the, the class action suit for people who thought they were getting them for $10 and are not, um, my apologies <laughs> for that. I should have paid a little closer attention. Um, there was, there's one other story I want to hear cover in our Smarter Traveler segment before we get to the bottom of the hour, Tom. Um, we talked about a thing called skip lagging a few weeks ago which is when you buy a ticket, knowing in the example that I gave and, and will give again is um, you're going to Chicago, but a ticket to Milwaukee via Chicago is a lot cheaper than a ticket to Chicago on a nonstop flight. So you buy the ticket to Milwaukee, and you get off in Chicago and walk away. Now, two things. You have to buy a one-way ticket. You probably don't want to have a whole lot of miles or points or something at risk here that they could take away for you for breaking the rules, and you can't check a bag because the bag's going to go on to your final destination. But it has, it is possible. Lots of people have done it. There's an online company 
called Skip Lagging, Skip Lagged Incorporated, that American Airlines is now suing, saying these guys, uh, this is not legit for these guys to do this. Every ticket they write could be canceled, and uh, Skip Lag has been sued before. The gentleman was sued by United Airlines in 2014, started a GoFundMe um, to pay his legal costs, ended up making a settlement um, with United and Orbitz, which was the uh, company that was selling United tickets at the time, and so, and went on with his business. So we'll see what happens here. This is a result of the airline. Technically, when you do this, you're breaking the airline's rules. They say you buy a ticket, you've got to use the whole thing. If you intentionally bought a ticket only intending to use half of it or part of it, then you're breaking the rules. Of course, we would say, well, then if your fares reflected how far people actually flew, that would be different. And the airlines will say, yeah, but there are a lot of forces at work here, competition, and how many people fly to each city and all of that kind of stuff. But basically, the airlines are screwing us, and we figured it out in some ways, and now they're trying to make sure that we can't take advantage of those ways we found out that we're being had. That's what it comes down to. Anyway, skip lagging. Be very careful if you're doing something. It's also called hidden city ticketing. If you do something like that, be very careful because the airlines are on to you now. So good to have uh, one of our favorite interviewees back with us, Charlie Leoka from uh, Travelers United. Charlie, welcome back to the Travel Guys. Hey, I'm glad to be here. I always am. We should remind our our listeners, Tom, uh, that... uh, Charlie's organization is a uh, uh, has a is a membership organization, and if you go to travelguysradio.com, um, we will have a link to Travelers United. They are a very much a consumer advocacy type group. So if you had a few extra shekels and you wanted to uh, take out a membership, you would not only be helping all the rest of us, but you're also going to get uh, on their mailing list and get some really good information. Uh, a number of things that we talk about here on the Travel Guys are oftentimes things that we have taken uh, from Travelers United bulletins and the like. Charlie, today I wanted to talk to you about a little bit about this resort fee thing. We've, you know, people like you and I have been harping on, we'd like to see the whole price up front, whether it's a hotel or an airline or an attraction or, or whatever it is. It seems as though we've talked about this. We've got bills introduced nationally and in California, but we're not. Doesn't seem like we're getting any closer to our goal. Can you can you share an update with us? Well, I think that we're all, we are getting closer to our goal in that now we we have the president mentioning uh, junk fees or mentioning these resort fees in the State of the Union address. A lot of my friends thought that I had grabbed the microphone and I was speaking for the president. When he when he mentioned this stuff, and um, so we're getting closer. The bill that Klobuchar and um, Jerry Moran from Kansas uh, put into the hopper at the Senate is a new bill. It's the first time we've had a bipartisan bill. So I mean, we're getting there, and every step is another step closer. Uh, now this has been going on for twelve years, and uh, it's been a long time. And I started the whole push, and then I had another group. Uh, worked together with me, and they had a, a website, and they still have the website up called Kill Resort Fees Now, and that woman, Lauren Wolf, is working with me. And we've got people who work in the uh, travel agency business, and they are now really pushing this whole concept of trying to get the uh, the resort fees up front and mentioned in 
the advertising and have it included in the overnight rate. I found it interesting um, that Janice from your, your your team was writing about this last week, and she, she made a reference to a situation in the summertime where the Rio Hotel in Las Vegas um, has, has rates as low as $20 a night, but the resort fee is $45. So you're not getting a $20 right. hotel room. You're getting a $65 hotel room. Um, the Flamingo, she notes, has $35 a night rates with a $45 a night fee. But that's not the $45 isn't standard throughout town or what you get isn't necessarily standard with uh, throughout town. Tom? Yeah, and a lot of times, because uh, I visit Vegas uh, periodically, and uh, I get a comp room. Uh, a comp room is not comp. <laughs> it's it's still going to come with sometimes taxes and a resort fee. So, you know, here again, just just be upfront. So, Charlie, you say we're making progress here. What's the next step? Well, I think that the next step is to have Congress vote on the thing and to actually have congressmen uh, on the record in terms of saying whether or not they're for or against this. And I don't think I've mentioned this to any congressman or to any um, uh, consumer and had anybody in favor of providing part-time or part-way information. And I really think that that is important. And I think that we should always have what we need. Uh, We need the total price of the overnight stay at a hotel, and that should be the advertised value. And the place where this really comes into effect is, let's say, on the um, websites such as Expedia or Vegas.com and so on, where they don't include the resort fees in the overnight rate, then what we end up with is we end up with a list of all the hotels and it's only with the room rates. And therefore, somebody says, oh, this is the least expensive hotel in town. But it's not because they haven't put in the resort mm-hmm. fee. Mm-hmm. And once you put the resort fee in, it mixes up the whole list. Charlie, in California, we have a um, a resort fee bill, um, AB 537, um, which is uh, working its way through the legislature here. If California, let's say for, for just for giggles here that california passes their law and the feds never get around the lobbyists have their way and it never comes to a vote and so now nobody ever has to has to say where they stand on it but california passes the bill um do you think that we might have enough sway in california if we step up and and are first up with this that we might see that might become a model for other states and we might see other states pass state legislation that would outlaw this? It could happen, and I hope it would happen. However, we have also now have the National Association of Attorneys General who have come out in favor of including all the resort fees in the overnight room rate. And, um, and it hasn't happened yet. And they're trying to get that done, and that's across, that's nationwide. And it took me a long time to get the National Association of Attorneys General to um, to agree to do this, and now they've done it, but it still hasn't changed anything. It's just sitting where it was. We have um, the Attorney General in D.C. has sued Marriott in D.C. We've sued Marriott in D.C. So we've got a lot of these lawsuits going on around the country now, and when they're finally adjudicated, we will have one way or the other, we'll be able to find out how much we're paying 
before we actually are given an invoice at the end of the stay at a hotel. Our special guest today, Charlie Leoka with Travelers United. Always good to have you on board, Charlie. Charlie, anything else that we should uh, hear from you on and anything else of of importance to update? Well, what I would like to update is that uh, at the very beginning of of the program, you mentioned that we have a membership organization. And when you're a member, you can also get a very good cybersecurity package, the best package on the, you know, uh, for travelers right now anywhere in the world. But you also will soon be able to, with I think at the end of this month I'll be announcing it, and we'll be clearing it out, and we'll be having an app which includes all of the uh, of your passenger service rights on airlines, on cruise lines, and so on. So all that's coming out soon, and and it will be included at the at least initially in the um, forty nine dollars you have to pay to join up with the organization, and then it will be updated regularly. So that's going to be a big big change. Well, that would be you know Charlie, I I, and I'm sure obviously you you realize this because you're you're spearheading this, but if many times you're in a situation where your rights are being infringed on and you don't really know what your rights are because, wait a minute, I'll go to my phone and look it up here. Wow, if there were an app mm-hmm. and you could stand there and say, look, uh, dude, uh, this is the way it is, and if you choose not to do this, well, you're going to be in a heap of trouble. And, and uh, that would be that would be just amazing, Charlie. That is a, a terrific idea. All right, uh, let's, let's leave it there. Um, TravelersUnited.org, right? That's it. Okay. We'll have a link at Travel Guys Radio also. There's always a link there to Travelers United. But um, that would be uh, – I, I will be the first in line. Um, I'm already a member, but that would be a tremendous resource, Charlie, to be able to have an app that told you what your rights were as a traveler in real time. Right. Um, man, that would that, that could cost airlines a whole lot of money when it comes to oversold flights and stuff like that. Good job, my friend. Well, I, um, I'm glad that we got a, I'm glad we got a chance to talk, and thank you for taking a minute to uh, to throw that in. Keep us updated when it becomes available. Will you? I will. As a matter of fact, I'm going. I'm, I'm writing down right now. I'm going to include you in on the beta list so you can test it and give me some good ideas. That would be tremendous. I would appreciate that. Charlie Leoka from uh, Travelers United. Thanks for joining us today on the Travel Guys. Okay. Thank you very much for having me. You know, Tom, we don't have a whole long list of friends when it comes to consumers against the the travel the travel behemoths out there. But Charlie is truly a friend, and um, I try not to get too excited there for a minute. But still, being able to access all of that stuff while you're standing at a hotel desk or an airline counter or something like that, and say, "Look, you know, here are the rules, and no matter what you make up, this is what the rule is. If you." You want to make something up, go right ahead, but I know what I'm talking about. And that would, gosh, that would be such a change because I sense now that in a lot of cases, consumers are taken advantage of because they don't really know what their rights might be and they're they're hesitant to get too forceful in a situation where somebody else, an employee of, of an entity, is telling them that that's not the way, that's not what's going to happen. That's right. Uh, knowledge is power. Information is power when you know what you're talking about. And, you know, it's hard. Uh, a lot of folks uh, have no clue what their rights are. We'll keep an eye on that one for sure. You know, food tours have become 
really a huge part of the tourism scene in almost every major city. Many smaller cities, many specialty destinations offer foodie tours of some type. A uh, few of them are self-guided, but most of them you have somebody who takes you around to different places and introduces you to some of the the local bites and things of that sort. Sacramento would be no different. Heather Fortes is from Sacktown Bites, and she joins us today on The Travel Guys. Welcome, Heather. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you're very welcome. Um, tell us a little bit about your company. How long has Sacktown Bites been al- around? I launched my tour business in September of 2019. Over and around COVID. What bad timing. A food business for COVID, but you're still here. I am. Things really kicked off great in September. It was clear that this was something that Sacramento really needs and wanted. And so I was busy all the time. Of course, I did shut down for a year and a half uh, during COVID. But when I reopened in the summer of 2021, I had experiences that were all largely outdoors, including wine tasting and farm tours and things like that. And things have just been great since then. Heather, uh, take our listeners on a uh, theater of the mind, a, a visual on the radio of what a, uh, a your sack foodie tours would, would be like uh, from kind of from a, a short one from start to finish. What do we do? We go by foot. Are we going to ride something and how many times are we going to stop give us a give us a little trip sure absolutely so i really kind of do basically two different kinds of experiences one is walking tours i offer walking tours in midtown and old sacramento and a typical walking tour uh, you're on foot and we stop at uh, in midtown we stop at four different places and it's all pre-planned the plates are already decided i work with the restaurants and the chefs And you have a small plate, often a drink pairing, and then we walk to our next destination. And on the way, we take in murals and street art and that sort of thing. And it's usually about a two and a half hour experience. So give us an idea, Heather, of what might be on some of these small plates. So it's eclectic. It really showcases the diversity in Midtown. Um, Sometimes we serve Korean galbi um, skillets with banchan at a Korean restaurant. We have a really great partner that uh, does hot chicken sandwiches, and they make a special one just for us. We have a wonderful partner that makes shrimp skewers, marinated in harissa, and all of those are paired with uh, cocktails or alcoholic beverages, if you choose, that, again, we've kind of worked with the restaurants to select. So those are just some examples. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, that's a tough one for sure, Mark. Um, you know, I, it is difficult to pick favorites, and I love all my partners. You know, the partnership is so integral to the experiencing, the experience feeling, you know, like being a VIP experience. I'd say my current favorite is Soul Street Midtown. They're a fairly new restaurant in Midtown, and um, I really like the fact that they're making Korean food accessible to people that maybe never have tried it before. So mm-hmm. that's one of the fun things about a food tour is you get to try things. You might not necessarily you might go to a restaurant you wouldn't necessarily pick on your own, or you might have a dish at that restaurant you wouldn't normally select yourself. And that's kind of the beauty of a food tour is like you. Yeah, Heather. Yeah, you, you when, a minute ago you mentioned that you have two different kinds of uh, tours. Uh, you talked about the walking tour. Uh, what is the other? So my other experiences, I call them excursions, and they basically uh, take place typically right outside of Sacramento within an hour. And I have a, a tour down in the Delta called A Taste of the Delta, 
And that one we started a pear cidery, and we and it's a, on a hundred year old pear farm. And we meet the the sixth generation farmers. We learn about the history there, and we're tasting the cider made from pears. And then we get a tour of the distillery, so it's or the cidery, I should say. And then we move on to lunch, and people drive their own cars, and we just kind of caravan. And we go to a winery and have a sit down lunch, and pair that with a glass of wine. And then we move on to a second winery and do a custom tasting with a charcuterie tasting plate. That experience is about three and a half to four hours. And that is just, it takes you completely out of Sacramento and you're only 10 or 20 minutes from the city. And it's just a lovely way to spend an afternoon. And they're really fun. So I have many experiences similar to that one. We're talking with Heather Fortes of Sac Town Bites, and she's telling us all about foodie tours in Sacramento. Heather, give us an idea of what the food tours cost. Typically, um, well, my old fact tour for adults is 85, and then they go up to about 145. And then if you wanted to get into private tours or custom tours, then, you know, we're customizable to a budget, and they can go up from there. Excellent, excellent. Sports leisure travelers who happen to be listening to this program should know that I have asked Heather, she's talking about her around, out, a little bit outside of Sacramento stuff, and I've asked Heather to put together a couple of things maybe for our perusal so that maybe sports leisure travelers will have an opportunity to try Sacktown Bites a little bit outside of Sacktown, or maybe a combination of the two. Um, Heather, for um, when do you offer your tours? Are they mostly weekends, evenings, I'm guessing, probably? It's a mix, actually. I do offer tours every single day of the week, my old sack tour, my midtown tour. And I also have a mural tour that I didn't mention. Um, those are all offered daily. And then my Delta tour, and um, I have a Cape Bay Valley tour that's offered on the weekends as well. Um, those are um, most weekends. However, the Cape Bay tour is not offered in July and August and September because it's too hot. Um, but that's, that's one where, where we go to a lavender farm, a winery, and then we also do some olive oil tasting. So that's a really, it's probably one of my most popular tours, actually. Awesome. If you go to the Travel Guys Radio website, you can find a link to Sacktown Bites. It's sacktownbites.com. And you can go there and take a look at what Heather has to offer. And, Heather, I'm hoping that uh, you and I will be taking some sports leisure travelers to fun places. It sounds like it sounds like when it comes to food, you're on top of it. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Heather Fortes from uh, Sacktown Bites with us here on The Travel Guys. Great. Thanks so much, you guys. Mark, you have over the years uh, taken sports leisure vacationers to different cities that have had uh, foodie tours and the like. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, are, they're always pretty popular, are they not? Well, they've become, it's a phenomenon that really has come along in the last 15, 20 years. And a whole lot of people like Heather, you know, Sacramento is a city, and we have so much agriculture and stuff around here, we're kind of known as a food city. So it's a no-brainer here, you would think. Um, but it, the, there are a lot of these that have sprung up. It's a good way for people to get a taste of of local cuisine and stuff. Some are better than others. Most of them are fairly expensive. You know, they're in the 80 to $150 range. So it's back to that word that we always talk about here every once in a while, homework. Do your homework. Heather seems like she really knows her stuff. So that's why I'm eager to work with her to put together some things for my travelers that are maybe a little bit outside the Sacramento area. 
But uh, I, I look forward to the opportunity maybe to go on one of her tours and report back or have somebody on one of her tours and, and report back because it's she sounds like she's got some really interesting places and some good things to work with. And, you know, some people get into these food tours and then I kind of sense that they're they started and then their their energy and their passion goes elsewhere. But for Heather, she's still she's still very much all about the food scene here in Sacramento. And Lord knows there's plenty of it. So uh, so I'll let you know if, if we do some things with her, we'll we'll report back and have an update for you later on down the road. You know, the probably the hardest part of, of doing something like this, and we probably should have or could ask her next time, is trying to decide where and uh, who you're going to include. You know, clearly the midtown, downtown area uh, has a lot of dining opportunities uh, that are within walking distance of one another. If you're taking a foodie walkie tour, uh, the midtown is just littered with with great stuff. You could probably pick a couple of main drags in in uh, downtown Sacramento and completely uh, fill out your itinerary. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're just about to the end of today's journey. We probably should remind folks that next Sunday at 3 o'clock will be our last Sunday afternoon broadcast. We are moving to 11 o'clock on Saturdays. Of course, those of you who listen to this program on podcast, it won't make any difference to you. It'll be the same thing. It'll just be recorded at a little different time, and you'll still listen to it during the week. But for those of you who join us live, uh, next Sunday will be at 3 o'clock, and then starting on September the 2nd, we'll move to 11 o'clock on Saturday. So thank you for the pleasure of your time this afternoon. Remember to dance like nobody's watching. We'll look forward to talking to you next Sunday on the radio. Thanks, uh, Caitlin, for a fine job producing our show today. My friends, you stay well. We'll see you next time on The Travel Guys.